Welcome to the Revive Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's wonderful having all of you listening to our discussion as we unpack last Sunday's sermon and this new series that we're getting into, and we're discussing how it impacts our daily lives. My name is Sean Thomas. I'm an associate campus pastor here at Neighborhood Church, and we believe that the Word of God is relevant and helpful for all time, even today. Sometimes our souls can be weary, but the Word says that it can revive us, just like Psalms 138.7 says, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. So each week we create and curate resources to help people thrive in Christ. And that's all available at neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. Well, we have a special day today because there are three guests joining us today. We have Pastor Justin here. Hey, how are you? Good, good. And Pastor Justin, what is your role here at Neighborhood Church? Sorry, I am the campus pastor over at the Los Alamitos campus. Excellent. So if you are in Southern California, you can join us at Los Alamitos if you're in that area. Next, we have Pastor Mike McKay. Hey, how you doing? And Mike, what is your role at Neighborhood Church? I'm the lead pastor of Neighborhood Church. Yes, and our main campus is in Cypress, California. So again, if you want to join us on a Sunday, come on down, but you can always join us on YouTube and uh, social media and places like that. But last and certainly not least, we have a third guest. Can you introduce yourself, Pastor Mike Wilson? I'm the senior pastor over at uh, Los Alamitos First Baptist Church. uh, We also host the uh, uh, neighborhood church there in Cyprus. That's right. Yeah, we we share space there with uh, the First Baptist Church, which is really fun, really cool. Well, everybody listening, uh, again, it's good to have you guys here. We had a great Sunday service this past week. Uh, Like we said a moment ago, we have two campuses going on, so there was multiple sermons throughout Sunday. Uh, But if you weren't there, we encourage you, take a moment to read through the passage that we looked at. We were looking on Sunday specifically at Psalm 116, and I think, Pastor Mike Wilson, you went into Matthew a little bit, right? Uh, I went into Luke, Matthew, and uh, I, I referenced a, a verse out of Psalm 116, which was verse 12. Okay. What shall well, I What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Perfect. So if you're listening, read Psalm 116. It's, it's, it's manageable to read through quickly. Pause the podcast right here. You don't have to read all the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. That's totally fine, but... We'll have a link to our study guide here um, on our YouTube page. And so you can follow what Mike Wilson was talking about, the the references that he made. So I slowly find some pause here. Now we're back. I hope you guys read through that. Um, So yeah, join us in our discussion now as we unpack uh, the study. And what I want to come at right off the top, um, for those of you listening, we're starting a new series on stewardship that we're going to be doing the next couple of weeks. And I want to ask each of you pastors, because we don't want to shy away from the hard questions, why is it so hard for Christians, Americans, whatever, whoever we might be, why is it so hard for us to talk about money? Big, long pause. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Everyone left. (laughs) I'll start. Uh, You know, it's just, it's, money tends to be one of the things that we value uh, greatly. Um, It's, there's a lot of status in money. There's a lot of uh, angst that's been in money. Um, You know, we never seem to have enough of it. And uh, we tend to be uh, frugal with, 
things that we are not our big things. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we could spend a lot of money on recreation and a $6 coffee every day. Uh, we could spend money on our entertainment and have no problem with it. But when it comes to, you know, uh, giving to the local schools when they need it, or, you know, the cute little uh, student that comes knocking at your door to sponsor them to do some kind of something a thon for their, for their school or their scout troop or their, mm-hmm. whatever they're doing, uh, we tend to all of a sudden get alligator arms, you know, <laughs> we, uh, just, uh, yeah, we, we, well, we don't do anything, but they're short. We don't, we don't uh, uh, push them out very far. And um, anyways, uh, so it just tends to be one of those issues that it's kind of the last holdout that in time tend to be the big things that we struggle with the most. So yeah. Any other thing in there. And I think it's also, I mean, in our day and age for those listening, we're in the fall of 2021 we got taxes, there's talk of inflation and things like that. So Pastor Justin, Mike Wilson, I mean, for me, again, you know, I, I don't know about the audience listening. Sometimes I get nervous, like, should I tithe? Because I might need to have some savings going on. So, so yeah, I mean, what, what are some other things that you guys think that make people apprehensive to talk about money, especially in a church setting? I think some some of the hesitation or maybe angst over it too is is um the abuses we see within the church right you you see um what's what's the there's there's some instagram account of preachers and sneakers or something like that where it <laughs> talks about you know kind of the opulence of the lifestyle of some um some churches and pastors and you kind of get into that whole prosperity type thing that really is is not a biblical or a godly perspective and and so there is, uh, I think some people bring a lot of baggage into that, whether it's something they personally experienced or something that just kind of gets passed along as the different scandals, you know, uh, through the years get magnified uh, that show that sometimes the church hasn't used funds wisely. I, I did say that, you know, we, we don't talk about it much, but uh, people people say the church always talks about money, but if if you think that then you haven't been to our church because we don't talk about it near enough. Actually, we, we, Uh, we, we don't particularly in light of how much Jesus talks about it, how, how, you know, because it is so critical to us, it's a huge piece of discipleship that if we're not discipled there, that's a big part of our lives. And it, and like Mike says, it, it really, uh, it's attached to our heart in many ways. Uh, Mike McKay said, I guess we have to distinguish between our mics this morning. So, um, you know, so I think, uh, it's all intertwined there. Um, and not that not that some of those concerns aren't legitimate and not that there hasn't been abuses, but also it's self-interested from every angle uh, where it can be at its worst. So, And that's such a, an anecdote that I think a lot of Christians here and even non-Christians, you know, people I, I hear it spoken a lot today, like, oh, Jesus talked about money more than anything or, or one of the biggest things that he talked about. And, and that kind of like becomes white noise a little bit, because I think i don't, and maybe other people don't take the time to really see, you know, okay, well, if that's true, what did Jesus say about money? Yeah. And I I think there's also a part where in the Christ among Christians, church going people, Mm. religious people, there's a, the reason we don't want to talk about money is because there's a lot of guilt and shame attached to it because Mm. we haven't been taught. Well, I believe my, my personal opinion is that we haven't been taught well, about 
kind of the the essence of giving or kind of where our heart is and we're trying to give it a different from a different angle trying to push people to give instead of look the truth is is that when your heart is set towards god you know and when he becomes your treasure you know and, and we'll talk about it next week but matthew 6 33 seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all the things we worry about will fall into place that's a little uh, translation of, of matthew 6 33 but it, it mm-hmm. that when we seek him first when we put him as the highest treasure his value becomes our values and uh, and our heart is is shaped his way and so when we talk then, then money doesn't become this ultimate idol or god or or thing to worry about it's just what does god tell us what to do with money he tells us to be get, to give and to be generous and to give sacrificially so we do that and it's and it becomes a part of that but i think there's in the church there's there tends to be a little bit of am i not giving enough am i am i am, how am i going to make it you know what what we go with that you know um pastor wilson you mike wilson you you talked about a little bit about that on sunday about treasure and treasuring christ why don't you chat chat a little more about that well i i think when we uh, get the perspective properly aligned we we do see christ as our, as our greatest treasure and there's no doubt about that and then we have the passages you know that talk about being you know think uh, thinking of on heaven things of uh, not the earth but of heaven and we realize that all of this on earth is kind of passing away anyhow and i think there's the other side of the two uh, of it too that has to do with being sacrificial i wrote a thing the other day that i sent out in my uh, morning devotion that says basically this that when you believe your your sacrifice is sufficient, it ceases to be sacrificial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, 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 when I started pastoring over in over at this church in Cyprus, I, I had to deal with money uh, situations right off the bat, and so I just decided that I was going to lead by example myself. And I, and I challenged. I said, I said, I don't know who gives what. And I don't ever. I and I may. I've maintained that throughout my ministry. I've never, never checked on who gives what. That's that's not my job. Mm-hmm. It's between them and God anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, I said I challenged my congregation one day. I said I challenge you to try to outgive me. You, can, mm-hmm. I know you can't outgive God, but 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 I challenge them to outgive me. And I, I have not yet been in a in a, in a situation where that where anyone has been able to do that. It's been kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> and it's refreshing to hear us kind of talk about like, you know, because I, I, when I listen to other podcasts or other commentators, um, usually who aren't Christian, you know, they kind of just in what you were saying, they'll make fun or criticize Christians for, you know, oh, you know, being so concerned with money or, or having, you know, private jets and, and whatnot, you know, and, but I think it's, it's refreshing because, we are saying just along with really anybody else, like God doesn't need money. He can do whatever he needs to do. And so it's, it's less about, you know, God needing something from us, you know, but it's more like Mike McKay, you were saying it's, it's the condition of our hearts. Um, and you were talking, we, we talked about treasure, I think a little bit and kind of like where our treasure is there are heart lies. Do you guys want to unpack that? Uh, even? Well, one thing I, t- I think is important too is that when we talk about giving, 
like Mike said, Mike McKay says, God doesn't need our money. So it, it leads me back to the thought that then I must need to give. Yeah. It's just, God doesn't need my money, but I need to give. And, and, and it's really what I'm doing when I give to the Lord is I'm in that way participating in what he's doing in, in, in our world. And why is that important for our hearts that I need to give? Like, like why is that? Because that, that feels like a good question. Oh, that is a great question. Actually, I'm going to deal with that this coming Sunday, so tune in. Right here is, is very, a very good one. It's, it's, there it is within each of us this uh, unfortunate me monster <laughs> that is, wants to take over. Uh, self-focused, selfish, self of that. What giving does is it keeps our focus upward and outward, upward towards God because it's an act of obedience. Because God asks us to give. You know, give. And it, it, uh, Matthew 6, uh, um, we just talked about the word in Malachi about tithing. And that we can talk about tithing in a moment, but it, tithing is giving a 10, 10%. And, uh, and, and that we should be giving and giving sacrificially and all those things that we need to do that because um, we need to look at that always be looking outward for opportunities because the resources we have are all from God. Hmm. And so he, he gives in us to be a manager or a steward. Do you think he used that word, uh, uh, Sean, but the steward basically is just a manager to manage what he's given us the resources so we can share it with others. He never intended that us for just to keep them to ourselves. Even if we're feeling like we're on the poorer end of things, you know, like the, like the widow who gave everything she had to hmm. the temple and, you know, there's there's a there's a whatever we are we just need to be constantly giving because it really it, it keeps at bay that selfish me monster in all of us and keeps us being a member of the community that we're involved in and a participant in the church and being able to do amazing things when we give you know uh, blankets and uh, like we're doing right now at the at the church getting stuff together for care packs for uh, people who are less fortunate and having those available. And so when people give to that, it actually does something worthwhile and the church should be involved in all kinds of stuff like that. There's a passage in the Bible um, that says, God loves a cheerful giver. And and I've heard, you know, a ton of comments about that. And maybe for those of you listening, that sounds familiar and there's, you know, different interpretations. What does that passage mean to you guys? God loves a cheerful giver. I think the word that he is used there is actually hilarious. It really, and and it just, I think it just points out the fact that when our Lord is hilarious over what we're doing, we are also hilarious over what we're doing and enjoy about it. Mm. Yeah, and I think too with it, um, there's something about giving that is formational, right? That we're to look like Jesus, and Jesus was one who served, and you know, served with everything, ultimately his life. But we see, and, and that was some of what we spent the time in Psalm 116, Elos Al was unpacking, here's how God's been generous to us. That was the first half of the sermon. So now our response is, and that was the second half, and some of that was offerings. Um, but that's how we're a joyful giver, I think, is that we, there's this realization that as we give, we're becoming more like Christ. The, the grip that money and stuff has on our heart loosens as we give it away. And as we hoard it, it, it that's 
one among many things that that continues to grip our hearts. So I think that's the fact that we can do it joyfully is a sign that it doesn't have a hold on us. Um, so I think it's a that's a great target to be. I don't think you need to feel good to give. Um, I think it's one of those things that you give because you're grateful. You give because God asks us to. And um, sometimes, and maybe increasingly so, as our heart is more conformed to to Christ over time, it becomes hilarious every time because it it truly becomes a joy. But I think it's one of those things that is a you know very much a spiritual discipline that. Um, is not earning anything with God. I always want to be clear on that, but is what God uses to shape us into the kind of people that he wants us to be. So. Absolutely. And, you know, it, 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 there's a couple of verses that that verse that Sean was talking about comes from second Corinthians <laughs> chapter nine, verses six to eight is where the passage comes from. And, and Mike said greatly that one. it's, it's God loves a hilarious giver. And I think there's a level of joy, almost a hilarity that comes when you slip into the generosity side of life, when you can realize that nothing is yours, it's all God's, and he's really given it to you to give much of it away, because you really don't need all the stuff you have. Um, we should be willing to live on less so that others can have even the little bit. You know, if we have uh, if we have two tunics, we should always share with one, as I believe that as Luke 6 talks about, but it. it there's that idea there. There is a caution like Justin was just talking about is that if we hinted at that, and that's in first, first Timothy six ten, which says, you know, the love of money, money is, is the root of all evil. And that because when, when, when money and material things and stuff and acquiring more becomes our treasure, our passion, that leads to all kinds of trouble. And the fact that we when we're regularly giving and not just spontaneous giving, but regularly giving then spontaneously generosity and, and, and things like that. When we when regular giving, it really holds that at, at bay and it keeps it, keeps it down. So I think those are some things that, to add to that conversation. And it sounds almost like there's, there's a training, um, you know, cause whether it's money or, or, or just even being kind, you know, for some people it's easier than others, even exercise. I feel like in scripture, especially Paul, like often contextually, you know, for that culture in that time, we'll talk a lot about exercise, you know, and how you get, you kind of train your body to be more used to, running a certain distance, lifting a certain weight. And it sounds like even with giving money, there's, there's a bit of, this is going to be hard, like <laughs> alligator arms. <laughs> Mike McKay, you mentioned that. Yeah. But maybe, yeah. you know, your arm grows a little longer or a little deeper and, and that becomes that, that cheerfulness or that joy. And I think that's what, one of the things Christy and I do, my wife and I do, is that every year we reevaluate our giving and um, we, we uh, when we were first starting out, married and even as a believer and even as a church leader, I didn't, didn't quite concept understand the concept of tithing and that whole controversy was going on, tithing versus giving. Tithing is giving a 10%. And so we use that as a benchmark to head towards and then to go beyond. And so every year, I mean, we you know, now we're, I'm not even sure what the percentage is of what we're giving, but um, every year we look at that and we try to give a little bit more. And, and actually what, 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 where we're at is that we're trying to figure out how to, what, what does sacrificial giving mean? Because uh, C.S. Lewis, and I'm, I'm going to butcher his quote, 
Uh, but C.S. Lewis talked about that, you know, you're sacrificially giving when you can feel the pinch of going without because you've given. And I mean, I look around my house, I've got, you know, I've got clothes, I've got, I eat, you know, three plus meals a day, which yeah. <laughs> I probably should eat less. Um, and I have, you know, I have nice cars, I, I'm able to go on vacation, I do, I, I'm, I'm not wanting for a whole lot of anything. I mean, I mean, I do the extravagant vacation and go to, you know, Europe every year and, you know, and, and stuff like that, but I'm still, I'm able to bless my kids and my grandkids and um, enjoy things like that. But uh, so I'm trying to figure out what it means to really sacrificially give what go to, to feel the pinch to go without, because sometimes I look around and I'm not, I'm not missing a meal. I'm not, you know, I have so much and I, it just, it, it impores me. So every year we try to add a little bit more to the giving specifically we give to the, we give the majority of our gift to the church. And, uh, and then we also have some things that we go beyond that and give to other things and organizations. And when kids have mission trips and things like that, and then there's an, even a thing beyond that, when we feel God calling us to give to a certain cause or, yeah. or maybe God lays a person on our heart and mind and we give towards that. Yeah. It's, it's so powerful to strategize. Like I think for, I, I know for me, oftentimes I can get into that kind of mode of like, Oh, I'm spontaneously here, there, there, but there's something really filling and, um, and growing when we plan to do good or plan to give and tithe um, to, to anticipate. That's really a beautiful thing. Well, for those of you listening, we're about 20 minutes into our conversation or so. Um, if, if you want to take a, a, a short break, if you're driving on the road listening to this, awesome. Pay attention to the road. But if you need to get gas or stop and go to In-N-Out and buy a double-double or something like that, um, we're going to transition into maybe some um, uh, 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 some other conversations still regarding stewardship and money, but um, that may be a little more pointed, um, maybe a little more kind of what we're dealing with um, in our own personal lives. And I'm just going to share from my life too, kind of how I deal with money. So if you guys um, listening want to take a little break, awesome. 